Presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV, your insight into the world of exchange-traded funds, issuers, and investments. I'm Margareta Hrikova, and joining me today is Taeyong Lee, co-founder of NEOS Investments and Debra Fur. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So Taeyong, yesterday, NEOS Investments listed your first family of three actively managed ETFs on the New York Stock Exchange. Why did you decide to create NEOS Investments? I created NEOS Investments together with my former colleagues from Mirasek Global Investments. When I joined Waybridge about a year ago, which is a fintech startup in South Korea, I found out that we have many capable quant professionals focusing on crypto trading. My former colleagues from Mirasek Global Investments created very well-known option ETFs such as QILD and NUSI, which are two of the largest option ETFs. So we got together and decided to create NEOS Investment to offer investment products covering both traditional assets and digital assets. You describe your new ETFs as more resilient core equity and income portfolios. How are your ETFs different than existing ETFs? I think this option-based income strategy is becoming a bigger part of the entire ETF product universe. Our strategies are a little bit different from other covered call-based strategies because ours is actively managed and also employing some more advanced option strategies such as call spread and put spread. And what type of investors do you expect to use these ETFs and how will they use them? Many different types of investors, both institutions and retail. Based on our initial conversations, many financial advisors always looking for income generating strategies with proper risk management tools, I believe these ETFs will be particularly appealing to those financial advisors managing client assets. You're based in South Korea. Do you plan to list ETFs there? We are having active discussion with existing players in Korea, particularly large asset managers and banking institutions about potential collaboration. So there are ways that we can bring our expertise from the U.S. to Korea markets because Korean ETF markets are also growing nicely and they're always looking for ways to offer some advanced strategies such as option-based income ETFs. And do you have plans to launch more ETFs in the U.S.? Definitely. We are planning to offer more option-based ETFs based on other core asset classes. Those may include emerging markets and also some sectors such as real estate. And eventually, when U.S. regulators are more comfortable with crypto-based exchange-listed products, you may also use digital assets, creating similar strategies for ETFs. You have experience waiting for the SEC to give permission to launch products. Can you tell us about your prior experience? I had a chance to work on America's first leverage and inverse ETF called ProShares back in early 2000. And I designed the product structure. Our application was sitting and debating with the SEC lawyers for six years. But finally, we made it work and the product was launched in 2006. That's great. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Debbie, can you share with us some of the other news in the ETF industry? 
Last week, there were 32 new listings and 24 new cross listings. Year to date, we've had 949 new listings and 1,187 new cross listings. In terms of closures, there's been 198. So we've still seen nearly 1,000 new products come to market. And we're about two thirds of the way through the year. When we look at Korea, last week we had nine new ETFs coming to market, eight of which were actively managed. So Korea is another market where we've seen a number of actively managed products coming to market. And what we tend to see is if one issuer launches a type of product, there tends to be three others that are doing the same thing. So you do have a lot of choice of similar types of products from different asset managers there. Some new statistics from South Korea would be that retail investors, if you look at the top 50 ETPs that they've been using, 80% of them are three times leverage or three times leverage inverse products listed overseas. So the Korean market really enjoys trading leverage and inverse products. And this is an interesting trend that is a bit concerning to the regulator in Korea. So they're looking at should they make some changes in what retail investors are allowed to invest in in Korea. So those are some of the updates from this past week. Thank you for that update, Debbie. And thanks again to Taeyong for joining us today and to our sponsors, Syntax Advisors, and of course, to all of you for watching. To watch prior episodes and to see news from the ETF industry, visit us at etftv.net. Thank you. ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.